Welcome to the Wild Minute with Troy. We're still 24 hours away from Game 6 at XL Energy Center. The Wild practiced today. Some of the players did not, so lines weren't revealed. And as the Wild have done all playoff series, they don't inkle anything uh, the day before or on game day of what lines, who's in net. So that is all still speculation. We'll have much more on that tomorrow on game day. But today we want to focus on something that's become a talker as we've gone through five days of negative media coverage and negative podcasts and negative speculation from the fans. And why not? The Wild have lost two in a row. The Wild haven't won a game since last Friday night, which was one week ago tonight, game three at XL Energy Center. The Wild lost two since then, and it's been kind of a buzzkill if you're a Wild fan, and accordingly so. The Wild have lost five of 13 uh, games at home during the playoffs. The Wild have exited from the first round eight consecutive times. There's a lot against this Minnesota Wild team. There's a lot of negative energy. Hopefully, Coach Dean Everson, Everson is blocking that out. I'm, I'm not a fool. The players don't sit around and read all the clips and listen to the podcast, but they know what we know. It's up against them. They're up against it. They're staring elimination square in the eyes. And tomorrow night, if they lose, they head home. This team disbands, and there's still, get this, there's still another six weeks of playoff hockey that the Wild fans and the Wild players have not participated in for almost 10 years. That's what the Wild are up against tomorrow night. Time to put those de- exercise those demons. Put this to bed. Take it to a game seven, roll the dice, all the pressures on Dallas, go down into American Airlines Arena and steal a game. The Wild have done it before, and they can do it in this series. Hope is not lost, and we'll lay out why tomorrow. What I do want to address on today's pod is Coach Dean Evason. There's been murmurs, and certainly not coming from the club, but a game six exit, a playoff exit at home tonight where the Wild would have gone one and three in this postseason, could feed the momentum for Coach Evison being done. I don't think, win or lose tomorrow night, I don't think Dean Evison's going to get fired, but I think there'll be changes. I mean, if the Wild lose tomorrow night, you could expect that the penalty kill struggled again, the power play struggled again, and more of the same. Ironically, after three games, leading two to one, this series turned into almost a duplicate of what we saw last year against St. Louis. The Wild couldn't score on the power play. The Wild couldn't stop the penalty kill. You got a little bit of some shoddy goaltending and shoddy defense. Matt Boldy wasn't scoring. The only difference was Kirill had a great series. I think he had six or seven goals against the Blues. But no one else scored. Here you're getting secondary scoring. But the big dogs aren't scoring. Boldy has no goals through five games, and Kaprizov has one. So I've said it before. We'll talk about it more in depth tomorrow, but those big dogs got to eat. But at the same time, you're seeing the same kind of things and penalty kills and power plays. That's a lot of, a lot of it has to do with coaching and schemes and adjustments and lines and finding the right pieces. And this is Dean's third playoff series. He took the Vegas Knights to seven. They lost in six to to St. Louis after they led the series two to one. And now they're staring elimination square in the eyes after losing uh, Tuesday night. And now they trail in the series three to two. So there, there, there is legitimate reason 
to start questioning if Dean Evison is the guy to lead this team to the next round, to get them over the hump, to get them to realize the Stanley Cup playoffs can be an eight-week journey. It doesn't have to be a two-week one-and-done. Again, we're not calling for Dean Evison's head by any means, but we are calling for some self-evaluation if they lose tomorrow night because some things have seriously gone wrong for the second straight year. And I believe, Wild Minute with Troy believes, that Billy really set up this team nicely on the trade deadline. Gus Nyquist has been one of the best players on the team in the playoffs. Oscar Sundquist only played one game so far. Should be in the lineup tomorrow night, by the way. But Oscar Sundquist is a bruising grit first type of guy that that uh, the Wild needed to add for that physical net front presence, especially with Jules Eriksson back out. Marcus Johansson, holy cow, as soon as he joined the lineup, Matt Boldy awoke and went on a 13-goal heater in March after scoring no, no goals in February. And he did half of that without Kirill Kaprizov. Marcus has been great. If you can get Marcus for $2 million or less, they should re-sign him. I'm worried about his health, but I think that's a low, it's, a, it's worth the risk if you can keep it under $2 million. Because uh, clearly there's a Boldy Johansson thing going on that worked well for Matt Boldy. Not so much in the playoffs, but in the regular season. It's those kind of additions that have helped the Wild and prepared the Wild to win this first-round playoff series. John Klingberg, I'm ready to stick a fork in that experiment. I actually would slide in a goose tomorrow night, put goose in with Faber. Um, And I was a John Klingberg fan. I love the way he walks the line on offense. I love the way he goes horizontal, follows that blue line, looks for that lane that so many of our defensemen can't. But I I just – the the. We knew he wasn't a defensive defenseman, but I didn't know that he also would cough it up like he's been on offense. So I'd put that experiment to bed, and I'd slide Goose in with Faber for game six. Nevertheless, that was a good move. The Wild got him for almost nothing. So the Wild, uh, Billy gave Dean these extra pieces to move around and figure it out. Unfortunately, he and the assistant coaches haven't figured out special teams. The Wild are 4-for-20 on the power play. Last year in St. Louis, they were 4-for-24. We'll see by the end of tomorrow night where they sit. Penalty kill, stopping uh, Dallas at 59%. That is unsustainable. Plain and simple. When your opponent scores almost half the time they're on the power play, you are not going to win games. So the Wild got to try to fix that tonight too, or tomorrow night too. Bottom line, Dean Evison should be on the hot seat if they lose tomorrow night. Should he be fired? I don't think so. Should they evaluate the entire coaching staff and try to figure out how to fix special teams? Because here's the difference between last year. The specialty teams were actually pretty good through the regular season. Don't discount what Mason Shaw means to the penalty kill, by the way. Mason Shaw gets hurt and the penalty kill goes down. Wild miss Mason Shaw. The Wild really miss Jewel Erickson Eck. Those are two, uh, Jewel Erickson Eck way more than Mason Shaw. But you just, you have to, when you're evaluating a coaching staff, you, it's a fine line between making excuses 
and evaluating the entire body of work in context. And what fans like to do is not always give it the proper context. Now, Dean Evason can't walk into Billy if they get eliminated in the sixth in game six and walk into his end of the year eval and go, well, you know, we lost Jewel Erickson Eck. What are you going to do? No, it's your job to coach the team. It's your job to overcome those injuries. Everybody is hurt this time of the year. There are people on the Dallas side that are skating on one leg, just like Ryan Hartman is, and probably just like Kirill Kaprizov is. Marcus Johansson probably has bruised ribs, maybe even a cracked rib. And we'll find out that Jonas Brodeen or Spurgeon is playing hurt too. This is what you do this time of the year. But you can't stick your head in the sand and just say the Wild should be a high-octane, solid defensive, good special teams team when they lose their most important player, Jules Eriksson. So, rather than speculate more about Dean Evison's job, let's hope the Wild go out and win game six, and let's spend the weekend talking about the game seven on Sunday. If they do lose tomorrow night, there will be some changes. I don't think it'll be Dean, maybe some assistance, because they got to fix some things. But that's a discussion for another day. And sadly, when you get eliminated from the playoffs, you have plenty of time for that type of speculation. Wild play tomorrow night, 8.30, at XL Energy Center. They return home for the first time since that disappointing loss on Sunday. And hopefully the crowd will be electric. Hopefully the crowd will be on seventh, West 7th for four hours before the game and pack into the XL Energy Center and give it that same electricity they did one week ago tonight. Hopefully history repeats itself. This is the Wild Minute with Troy. You can find me on Instagram at Wild Minute Troy. You can find me on Twitter at Farmington Troy. And if you want to email me a question, I'll read it on a future podcast, uh, wildminutetroy at gmail.com. We will have content for you as we have throughout this whole series. We'll set you up and get you going on your day, and you'll be ready for the next game. We'll talk to you.